Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is September 16th, 2020, which means I'm on day 277 in a row of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. And it's probably time to fire Doc Rivers. Yep. I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. I like Doc Rivers as a person. He seems like a great dude. But as a coach of a team with multiple stars on it, you cannot and you should not ever give up a 3-1 series lead and lose like they did yesterday to the Denver Nuggets. I cannot believe I'm saying these words. What an embarrassment for the LA Clippers. After almost 50 years of them not making it to the Western Conference Finals, they still didn't make it to the Western Conference Finals. How embarrassing. I mean, just humiliating. What has happened is so terrible for that organization. Moves will be made, I guarantee you. What I suggest by them, get rid of Paul George. He choked the whole playoffs. Pure garbage. Not a star. Not someone I would want on my organization during a time of importance like the playoffs. If I'm Steve Ballmer, the owner of the Clippers, I'm first going to walk up to them and just shake my head and just tell them how disappointed I am with the entire team as a whole. Second, I'm firing Doc Rivers. Third, I'm trading Paul George. And fourth, I'm just thinking about next year 100% because I cannot believe what I witnessed yesterday. What an embarrassment To me, the Denver Nuggets have no chance against the L.A. Lakers, so you might as well give a free ride to the Lakers, to the the NBA Finals. What a joke. Can't believe I'm saying those words. I hate the Lakers so much. I'm still going to be rooting for Jokic, Jokic, whatever you want to call him, and Jamal Murray. Uh, I just got to say, I'm not happy about this. I'm, I'm seriously and utterly disappointed in the Clippers. Uh, I, you know, I sustain the feeling of my team losing every year. And now that I have two teams, the Blazers and the Clippers, I get that feeling of my team losing twice every year. They never win. The Blazers never win. This sucks. Basketball's over for me. I don't care anymore. On to football and baseball. Well, folks, Hurricane Sally made landfall near Pensacola, Florida, moving its way toward the border of Florida and Alabama, Florida-Bama, or Florida, whatever you want to call that area, and the Florida-Bama shore is now completely underwater with historic flooding. Now, Here's the here's the crazy thought I have in my mind. 
Why, in God's name, and I'm asking God right now, wouldn't you do this to the areas of the United States that have fires? So at least the rain would naturally put them out. But instead, one side of the U.S. is on fire and the other side is flooding from rain. Jeez, these natural disasters keep hitting us one after another, non-stop, as a punishment for us being in the year 2020. As, as a punishment from the Mayan gods for living past 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, when they say the world would come to an end, and they're, you know, they're upset, they're like, wait, we made a small mistake, it was supposed to be eight years later, and let's make up for it now, quickly, with a pandemic, with hurricanes, with fires. I mean, this is Armageddon. We're actually in the part of the Bible where the apocalypse happens. This is crazy what's going on right now. This political battle between two opposites on Capitol Hill and the separation of, of just everybody and this pedophile ring coming out. And I just feel like it's all unfolding. Nothing is stable anymore. We don't know what's going to happen or when. You know, all... I mean, we got Carol Baskin who murdered her husband dancing with the stars. I I don't know what to say. But the one thing I have to point out is when I was reading an article about the flooding and the Hurricane Sally Category 2 storm in Florida, they described it as moderate to major flooding. Why is it always moderate to something? I mean, why do you even describe things this way? When taking Duflesca, you may have moderate to severe stomach pains. When you have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, try this cream on your arms and skin. When it's moderate to major flooding in Florida, then people are underwater. You know, the descriptions, they don't have to be the same between side effects from pills and natural disasters occurring. I don't think so. Maybe we should just say severe storms are causing flooding in Florida-bama. Florida-bama? I'm trying to come up with a name. Not come up with it, but remember the name of that just terrible, worst people in the world combined into a reality show on MTV called Florida-bama Shore. Yep, Florida-bama. So, you know, I figure they're, they're probably... Right there in between where this this hurricane's happening. Hurricane Sally. And, I, you know, don't get me wrong. When there's not a hurricane, I consider that area to be the armpit of America. But that does not mean I do not feel bad for these people. I feel terrible. I hope they get out with their belongings. I hope there's not too much flooding. I just want this to stop. None of them deserve this. Nobody deserves it. But... I can't say I don't know how they feel because I'm in a state right now where there's been thousands of evacuations because of fires. I wish we could take their water and nobody could take our fire. In fact, the trading wouldn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know, you don't want to trade us. Trust me. A man by the name of Dominguez Lopez Domingo, Domingo Lopez Jr. 
was arrested for lighting multiple fires in Oregon. But here's the crazy part. He was arrested first for lighting one fire. Then, 12 hours later, he was released and arrested again for lighting five more fires. That means he lit six total fires, including one with a Molotov cocktail, and they're letting people like this go. While the, while the fires burn the entire state of Oregon and 10% of its population have been evacuated from their homes, including entire towns being completely destroyed by flames, we are letting guys simply get out of jail after 12 hours once they start fires, like in an arsenal fashion. Like this guy is choosing to start fires, not to, you know, do like a yearly annual fire to burn up a section of his farm that he wants to replant or something, you know, like none of it's, it's senseless fire starting is what it is. And we're letting people like this out of jail and then they do it again. I say this, there's only one way to truly punish this man for what he's done and that is to light him on fire six times. You can you can put yourself out each time, that's fine. You know, and even one of them has to be a Molotov cocktail. So that one's going to be tough. You know, you're going to have to do a lot of stop, drop, and roll or find yourself a bucket of water, whatever. But, you know, hey, that's that's fair. You started six fires, we start you on fire six times. But I say that's the only real punishment for this. Chris Evans is thankful to his fans for not being mad at him after he accidentally posted online his diesel, which went viral. Everybody, you know, before he could take it down, people screenshotted, people spread it around, people just had a heyday with his wang, and <laughs> that's just hilarious, but... He's not too embarrassed. You know, he doesn't mind that much. In fact, the fans aren't sad about it, especially the female ones, because let's face facts. Women love Chris Evans. They want him. And he actually recently expressed that he would be game to play Superman. Chris Evans as the Man of Steel himself. Now, I think that just makes sense. You know, because in one... Company, Marvel, you're Captain America, which is like Superman without his powers. You know, you're just representative of patriotism and the love of your country. And you have our country's name in the title of your character. And then in the DC universe, you have the Man of Steel, Superman, who is like the single most iconic comic book character worldwide. Everyone knows who Superman is. There's no chance and no avoiding the fact that Superman is the number one known comic book character of all time. Sorry, X-Men and Iron Man and all the Marvel characters and Avengers. None of them come even close to the overall popularity of Superman. And if Chris Evans played Superman then, he would have played, as I know, four official comic book characters 
Yes. Now, most of us know about the two already. He played Johnny Blaze, you know, in Fantastic Four. He played Captain America in The Avengers and Captain America standalone movies. If he played Superman, that would be three. And the fourth one was reminded to me by my friend Ben Wolf. He played the main character in Snowpiercer the movie, which I almost forgot was a comic book first. Snowpiercer, which is now a TV show because of how much the movie gained popularity and a cult following. And the movie's fantastic. You gotta see Snowpiercer the movie if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen the show yet, but, uh, you know, I plan on watching it. But that would make Chris Evans one of the most popular comic book character people who he already is. He's played three. Let's make it four. Give him that Superman role. That sounds great. Henry Cavill's not going to do it forever. You know, let him let him ride the wave till he's done. And when he's done, Chris Evans, next up, I say he's got the jawline. He's got the the following already. People love him. Women love him. And now that he has the dick pic online, you know, it's a complete package. So I say I'm all for Chris Evans as Superman. Maybe he was just throwing it out there, just maybe joking about it. But, uh, you know, we should consider this. This boggles my mind. Absolutely mind-boggling. In Singapore, they are soon going to be offering destinationless flights from Singapore to Singapore. The same airport. In fact, because of the loss of tons and tons of money due to the pandemic and the fact that they have no domestic flights in Singapore because it's small. They have one major hub for, you know, their airport and people don't travel by plane through Singapore. It makes no sense. And the fact that people aren't traveling out of Singapore to go other places to, you know, enjoy other countries because of the pandemic, then the Singapore Airlines has been struggling to the extent in which they will soon be offering destinationless flights, which I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the definition of this because at first I was like, I don't understand what this means. I don't get it. You won't either. Even after I describe it, it means you can fly on a plane in Singapore to nowhere and land in the same place simply to be in the sky for an hour or two or not actually technically in Singapore for a quick minute. Yep, that's, that's, I'm actually describing a real thing. They're going to be offering flights to nowhere. So you get in, you get in the sky, you, I guess, do some circles or whatever, and then you land, and you're back where you started. Accomplishing nothing, visiting no one, and just spending your money. Why? Why, 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 why? I'm not getting this. I'm not, I mean, I've done some dumb shit in my life. I've done, we've all done dumb stuff. I've done some really dumb shit. But this, to me, is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
You're wasting jet fuel. You're wasting money. You're wasting time, effort, everything you could possibly waste. For what? To have the idea that you're in a plane flying somewhere even though you're not. I mean, just stay the hell home, you psychopaths. Like, who's really buying into this? Any individual who actually goes on a destinationless flight is stupid. I'm sorry. Call me a mean person, you know, judgmental, whatever you want. They're dumb. They are simply stupid and wasting money. And this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I just, I can't believe it's a real thing. Destinationless, destinationless flights coming soon to Singapore. Folks, it is time for the portion of the Peter Gabbit podcast. We've all been waiting for that is real stories brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankst and Barbecuesion. That's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today, folks, I am going to tell you The story about when I was invited by my friend Emily Lawrence to hang out at her apartment with her and her friend and smoke some weed, which, you know, no big deal, right? That's that's what that's what people do when they're kids. They have a good time. They party it up. We were teenagers. We so I met up. I I went over there and this was back when marijuana was highly illegal. Still, if you got caught with it, you're going to jail. And as minors, you know, we would have gone to juvenile hall or something like that, whatever. It wouldn't have been the same thing or would have had like a $500 fine or something, minor in possession. But either way, I was afraid of getting caught with it. I didn't want to. And it was just a worrisome scenario no matter what. But that didn't stop me. I took chances back then, you know, no big deal. I was a renegade of sorts. And I traveled from my house all the way through the pathways that led me through D-Line Park and the backside of Butternut Creek all the way to Emily's apartment complex. And we go in to start blazing it up. And her friend is there. He's, he's actually named Pete. I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember his name was Pete as well. It's like, hey, I'm Pete. You're Pete. Very cool. You know, we already have that in common, which is a rare thing for me. Really, there isn't as many people named Peter as you may suspect. You know, it's a it's a known name because of Peter Pan and Peter Parker, Peter Frampton, Peter Gabriel, you know, all these singers. But it's not, and Peter Cetera, I can't forget him, but it's not as common of a name as like Chris and Nick and Steve You know, these are all common names and happen to be some of the names of my best friends. Either way, I'm at Emily's apartment. I'm smoking bowls with this guy, Pete and Emily. And as soon as I get high and paranoid and I'm young back then, so, you know, I'm not used to it. I'm I'm like lit to the fullest extent that was getting Ohio that had my chest on fire. And the dude tells me, you know, it's kind of crazy smoking weed and being a cop. And my heart just drops like it's I'm, I'm freaking out. You know, my paranoia level goes through the roof. I, I fumble on my words and I'm like, what, 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 you're you're 
you're a cop? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's no big deal, you know. A lot of us cops smoke weed. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a police officer, so, so, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, we're all, we're all good. And I'm like, no, we're not all good. We aren't all good. And I look over at Emily, I'm like, what? Why would you invite me to come smoke weed with a police officer? That is not chill. Especially back then, I had the NWA, F the police mindset, you know. Just in my mind, they did no good to people like me. They weren't there to help me. I never called them for anything. I didn't need them. They were only there to bust people like me for either stealing or graffiti, or in this case, smoking weed. So I'm like freaking out. I don't even want anything to do with this guy. And he's like chumming up with me, trying to be all buddy-buddy. He's like, oh, no, no, it's no big deal. You know, I'm, I'm one of those cool cops. You know, I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a bitch cop. It's all good. And I'm like, you're a bitch because you are a cop and you're smoking weed with an underage kid, which means you're breaking two laws, which is against your oath or whatever, you're like full-on hypocrite at this time, and you're going to leave here and go bust people for weed, probably take it from them, and yet here you are smoking it up with me. This was not okay. In fact, this reminds me of a later story, which occurred when I was about 19 or 20, and I had just gotten a felony for marijuana in Oregon. Yes, believe it or not, I've said it before, many of you know me, so you already know about this, but for those of you who don't know, I received a felony for having over an ounce of weed in the state of Oregon just a couple years before it became recreationally legal to have 16 ounces on you. Yep, that's true. I had about a 16th of what you're allowed to have now, and I got a felony for it because I got a crappy public defender who didn't help me and left me in jail, and then pled me to a felony from three, which would have been obviously worse, but still, I should have got nothing for this. I should have got a fine. This is crazy. So I got that felony, and I went to visit my brother and his new wife at the time back then in Arizona, and they took me to her parents' ranch, to her ranch house, or just house out in, in the Arizona desert for dinner, and we're eating, we're hanging out, and then he starts telling sto stories about how he used to bust people left and right for weed. And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? He's like, oh yeah, I'm a cop. In fact, I was a narcotics officer for a while, and I'm thinking, why would you take me to a narc's house when I just got a felony for weed from a piece of crap fresh out of the academy sheriff in Oregon? At that point in my life, I had never hated cops worse. I hated them to the highest possible degree. In fact, now I don't hate them. I don't get in trouble, so I don't have any reason to fear them. So I don't hate them anymore. But I did so much back then. I, I had no idea why he would bring me to this guy's house to listen to him tell stories about how he used to bust people for weed. Ridiculous. And tell me then that he now smokes weed which makes him also a hypocrite, just like the cop that I smoked with at Emily's, at Emily's apartment. So the moral of the story today is, you know, watch out who you're blazing with, because you never know if it's going to be a po-po, and it won't really matter if you're in California or Oregon, you can smoke. 
that's no no problem. But in Arizona, man, it's still highly illegal. Although they are soon to vote on recreational marijuana in that state, and I believe it'll pass. So I'm super excited about that. In the end, that is my real story today, folks. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon. I hope if there's fires around you, you can either evacuate before anything happens to you or your family. I'm super sorry about all these problems, that these natural disasters that are happening. And for anyone who started the fires, burn in hell, you piece of shit. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Parental advisory on this next song, folks. And again, I will state that I no longer feel this way about law enforcement. But it does seem to make sense after the story I just told to play this song once and for all. This is the only time I'm going to do it on the Peter Gabbett podcast. It is a classic. It is a song I've played over a hundred times in my lifetime. And I know you know what it is. It is F the Police by N.W.A. And I gotta do it. I'm sorry to say. Here it is for either your enjoyment or your disgust. Right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Dre residing. In the case of NWA versus the police department, the prosecuting attorneys are MC Brand, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Order, order, order. Ice Cube, take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help your black ass? You goddamn right. But won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad cause I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. Selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape, and when I finish, bring the yellow tape to tape off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed up bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Search a nigga down and grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, without a gun, they can't get none. But don't let it be a black and a white one, cause they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. Ice Cube will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform. Just cause I'm from the CPT, punk police are afraid of me, huh? A young nigga on the warpath, and when I finish, it's gonna be a bloodbath of cops dying in LA. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. It's kept in a stash spot for the so-called law Wishing Ren was a nigga that they never saw Lights start flashing behind me But they're scared of a nigga so they mace me to blind me But that shit don't work, I just laugh 
in my head, not to step in my path of police. I'm saying, fuck you, punk. Read my rights and shit. It's all junk. Pulling out a silly club, so you stand with a fake ass badge and a gun in your hand. But take off the gun so you can see what's up, and we'll go at it, punk, and I'ma fuck you up. Think you think I'ma kick your ass, but drop your gat, and red's gonna blast. I'm sneaky as fuck when it comes to crime. But I'ma smoke them now and not next time. Smoke any motherfucker that sweats me. Any asshole that threatens me. I'ma snipe him with a hell of a scope. Taking out a cop or two. They can't cope with me. The motherfucking villain that's mad. With potential to get bad as fuck. So I'ma turn it around. Put in my clip. Yo, and this is the sound. Yeah, something like that. But it all depends on the size of the gap. Taking out a police would make my day. Don't give a fuck to say Fuck the police Trigger of an Uzi or an AK Cause the police always got something stupid to say They put out my picture with silence Cause my identity by itself causes violence To eat with the criminal behavior Yeah, I'm a gangster, but still I got flavor Without a gun in the badge, what do you got? A sucker in a uniform waiting to get shot by me Or another nigga And with a gat, it don't matter if he's smaller or bigger Chicken shit, motherfucker. Hey, 